Hey Kirby Woods, the past two weeks we've been thinking about the question, can we trust the Bible? And so far I've said that we can be confident that we have reliable English translations of the Bible. And then last week we said that we can be confident that we know what the original manuscripts actually said. But this week I want us to think about the books that make up the Bible. And so, how do we know that these are the right books? In other words, are there other books that should be included, or are there books that we have in the Bible that should not be included? And to answer that question, I want us to examine the New Testament specifically, okay? And here's why. We know that the Old Testament books were established in the days of Jesus, and we know that Jesus affirms the Old Testament books. So, therefore, if we can trust the New Testament, then we can trust Jesus, and therefore we can trust the Old Testament. That's kind of the line of reasoning there. So we're going to think about the New Testament books and ask the question, when it comes to the New Testament, do we have the right books? So there's a popular myth that a lot of people want to give about the New Testament, and it usually goes like this. Somebody might say, originally, there were all these different books, and they all had equally valid teaching about Jesus. And then several hundred years later, around the fourth century, the Roman Emperor Constantine, he called together this group of powerful bishops. And so these powerful people come together, they looked at all these different books, and then they picked and chose the books that they liked and they wanted to keep in the New Testament, and then all the other ones they suppressed. Okay, that's kind of the myth. And so what this myth implies is that there were other books that told a different but equally reliable and valid story about Jesus. It also implies that we don't have the most reliable books in our New Testament. Okay, well what I want us to do is to consider that myth and to really think about the historical evidence and what it tells us. And I think this is a very key distinction, a very important distinction. History tells us that the books of the New Testament were not picked and chosen by a group of powerful men, but rather these books were recognized. They were recognized as authoritative scripture by the church, by the early Christians. So the question that we want to think about is, was there any sort of criteria or standard that was used to recognize those books as authoritative? I believe the answer is yes. And so I want to give you four aspects that helped the early church and these early Christians to recognize a book as scripture. Number one, the first criteria would be apostolicity. And that's a big word, but Put simply, it just means that that book was written by an apostle or by a close companion of an apostle. And this was actually the most significant aspect of all these different criterion. This was the most significant in recognizing a book as authoritative scripture. So why would apostolicity be so important? Well, you can imagine the apostles were those men who they had been with Jesus during his ministry, or you know, Jesus had appeared to them like Paul 
after his resurrection. These were the men who were sent out by Jesus with authority to do miracles, to preach the gospel, to tell about Jesus. So obviously the early church, they looked up to these men, they saw the apostles and what they said and wrote as authoritative. So that would be the first and most important criteria, apostolicity. Then we have number two, antiquity. So this criteria had more to do with whether or not a book was written within the first century. And this kind of goes right along with apostolicity. And it's important, antiquity is important because history tells us that all of the apostles had died by the end of the first century. So if a book was written in the second, third, fourth century or later, then obviously it couldn't have been written by an apostle. So if the main criteria was that it had to be written by an apostle or a close companion of an apostle, then it had to be written within the first century. So antiquity, number two. Number three, orthodoxy. Orthodoxy has to do with the teachings of a book and whether those teachings line up with what Jesus said and taught you know, when he was uh, ministering here on earth. So if a book taught something that nobody had ever heard Jesus say or teach, then obviously that was suspect. That, that book couldn't really be trusted because it's saying something that you know, people never heard Jesus say. And it's helpful to think about the apostles and the eyewitnesses to Jesus' life. Many, many of them were still alive and around when these books were written. So those eyewitnesses, the apostles, they could see maybe a, a different book that was written and look at it and say, you know, we never once heard Jesus say anything about this, whatever this teaching is. And so that book was always, you know, not seen as trustworthy. It was thrown out. Then finally, we have the fourth criteria, and that would be universality. And that really just means that a book was used by Christians universally or all over the known world. So this points to the fact that as Christians, we know that we, we as Christians are given God's Spirit. So we have God's Spirit living in us. And I think this criteria points to the fact not that these early Christians were infallible, that they never made mistakes, but when the vast majority of Christians all over the known world recognized a book as authoritative, and they used and valued those books, or that book, that at least gives more credibility to it. So those are the four aspects that I think really helped the early church to recognize which books were Scripture. You have apostolicity, antiquity, orthodoxy, and universality. So ultimately, every book that we have in our New Testaments in the Bible passed each of these tests, each of, each of these four tests, and they're the only books that do so. So therefore, I think we can say with confidence that the books that we have in our New Testament and in our Bibles as a whole are exactly the books that belong there. No more, no less. We'll see you next week. <laughs>